At Colorado State University Global Campus, online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Get an interactive education that's built for working adults like you and that employers demand. Explore your options at csuglobal.edu. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Violet Sanctuary Spa, your online holistic spa radio show that inspires, informs, and empowers you to live a wonderful holistic life, which gets better each day. Join Tia as she will help you on your journey. She'll love to hear from you. Call in at 619-996-1641. International callers, just press the Skype button. And now your host, creator of the Violet Sanctuary Spa, certified gateway dreaming coach, angel therapy practitioner, and certified crystal healer, Tia Johnson. <laughs> so I have a lovely guest today. She was on the show before, and I'm so excited to talk about today's topic. Topic. Again, I just want to say the call-in number because I always forget to uh, mention it throughout the show, so I just want to say it one more time. It's 619-996-1641. All you have to do is just press 1 to speak with me and my guest today, Susan. Uh, if you prefer Skype, all you have to do is just hit the Skype button, and I'll get a little notification that um, way as well. Uh, just a few events coming up in June. I have uh, a, a two book signings. One will be at uh, the Fairmount Park Book Fair, uh, Philadelphia Book Fair that happens um, once a year. So that's going to be fun. And then the other one will be at the University of Pennsylvania Bookstore. So the first one is on the 14th, and the bookstore is on the 21st. So if you um, want to come out and see me and Get the book signed to be goddess. I'm more than happy to do so. Um, you can subscribe to my newsletter to uh, get more details. You can just go to my website, VioletSanctuarySpa.com. A little pop-up box will appear, and you can sign up for uh, my newsletter that way where I get to keep you up to date with everything that's going on. And uh, for those of you who had missed the actual book launch party, I will be posting pictures from that event. It was a lot of fun. So I will post pictures up there so you can see what happened and, and get a glimpse of um, things that happen in the future. Um, I post uh, Delhi Oracle cards on my Facebook page. So if you want to get your daily oracle readings and stay connected with uh, me and and the wonderful community that's on my Facebook page, you can just go to facebook.com forward slash the Violet Sanctuary Spa. So today's guest, Susan Baraka, how are you? I uh, met her via Twitter. <laughs> I post, I forget the exact uh, Twitter that I did, but uh, Dreams Cloud saw that, and and then you know one thing led to another, and Susan's here. <laughs> so yes, I am, time. and I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, so uh, social media does work. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Susan, she would be a, a regular guest. You're going to have her on um, once a month, and to talk about. All things dreams, which is my favorite topic. Me so, too. Mm-hmm, to introduce Susan Baraja, 
MA received her master's degree in counseling and educational psychology from the University of Nevada, Reno. As a trained marriage and family therapist and educational counselor, she has worked with dreams in the therapeutic setting for 15 years. Susan has facilitated private dream groups and has taught dream workshops for local therapists counseling students, and social workers in her community. For the last few years, she has been employed as a dream consultant by the premier online website, dreamsclouds.com. So again, welcome, Susan. How are you today? I am great, Tia. I really look forward to, uh, to talking with you and your audience again, and this topic is is very interesting. I think we're going to have a great discussion about it. Um, so I, I am well, and as we were talking prior to the show, it's finally sunny out in Idaho, and that's a rarity. And so I'm in a good mood. <laughs> yes, same here. When it's winter and cold and <laughs> dark outside, yes. it's like I'm in a black kind of mood. <laughs> I love it. So today's topic, Dream Talk, um, Divine Visitations, I really like this topic because Susan and I have two different perspectives uh, regarding this topic, and I thought it was very interesting that we talk about this because I always uh, discuss um, with people, you know, there's always the physical and the spiritual and the mental and so forth. There's always that other, you know, perception, so I, I think it's great. Uh, the, the perception that Susan has regarding um, dreams and dream time visitations. <clears throat> I think it's always great to have a couple different perspectives because that's that's how our uh, that's that's our audience. Everybody has a different belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, once we get into it, I think you know certain audience members will say, "Yep, that's kind of how I feel," and others will say, "Yep, that's how I feel," and. Um, but in my view, the the crux of the matter is how visitation dreams make you feel. If they change your perspective, your life, your um, your thoughts, and um, you know, the origin, of course, is important as far as our belief systems go. But the dreams themselves um, can be dreams that create epiphanies. For many of us, and and that's why I think this is a really valuable uh, topic. Oh yes, definitely. So um, I'm going to to state my my view. So um, okay, I I believe that uh, we do receive dream time visitation, whether it's from past loved ones, angels, our spirit guides, great divine beings, and um, I believe that they're there to help us um, learn things. They provide guidance. Tell us why they left. You know, sometimes there's a reason. You know, for example, uh, I give um, my my dream experience. I wrote a little bit about it in the intro of my book. Um, when my grandmother passed away, and then eventually my pop pop a year and a half later, it really triggered my uh, spiritual journey. I was spiritual, but in an unconscious sense. I didn't really take note of what, or I didn't understand the full spectrum of what was happening. It was just like, oh, I saw this. I, I think everyone sees that. <laughs> so when they passed, it, it caused me to dive more into my spirituality. But the dream 
was uh, it happened after my grandfather passed, and uh, my grandmother came into the dream, and she said, Spirit has something to show you. And out from the night sky, we were outdoors in like an amphitheater in the balcony, and out from the night sky came sparkling, um, I guess like little glitter stars in a serpentine motion. And then I saw three moons, two full and one crescent, and that's the end. I'm on stage and clapping, or I'm, I'm on stage and people are clapping for me and throwing roses up. And that that dream is what triggered uh, me to create my my business and so forth. But it was that visitation wow. that caused that. So, yeah, I believe that we do receive visitations from loved ones and so forth to help us along our spiritual path or our life purpose, whatever the case may be. Well, that, that's an amazing dream, Kia. It has so many symbols in it, you know, the moons, the crescent moon, it sounds like the full moon, the balcony, the stars, the roses, the stage. Um, when you had that dream, do you remember how it made you feel and how it may have changed your spiritual perspective? Oh, man, yeah. It, it, made, it was a sense of relief <laughs> in the oh. beginning. Because I, I always had a sense that it was something more than what I was seeing and, you know, feeling and so forth. And as a child, I always thought that I was different. I always thought that there was something else going on. So um, when, when I turned 13, I thought that, you know, oh, this is the rite of passage. You know, a, something's going to happen. Nothing happened. And so I had that dream when I was 21. I was already in college. And when I had that dream, that was the, the rite of passage that, you know, that, thing I was looking for when I was younger. So it was a sense of relief, like, wow, there really is something out there. And my wow. grandmother just, you know, propelled me. Because when my grandmother was alive, she was uh, extremely into um, dreams and numerology. That was her thing. What she did was she would, whatever dream she would have, she would write it down. She bought a lot of, she was into the lottery. So she bought a lot of numbers books that, you know, the dream number books. And what she'd do is she would cross-reference a dream symbol with a number and play the lottery. She was actually pretty good. <laughs> but she, she would only play, like, the, the small time. She wouldn't play the Powerball or anything like that. That, that was her thing. She's like, no, no, no. It was the Deli Four. Well, for those of you who are in Philadelphia, I don't know how the lottery works in other states, but in a tri-state area, you know, it's the, the Deli Four, which is the four numbers and and then um or i'm sorry that the yeah the deli four and then like the three i forget what it's called now because i don't play the lottery but um yeah it was the three numbers and the four numbers and back then you could only play um once a day but now they have a day and night lottery but yeah she would cross reference the symbols with numbers so she really understood dreams and i would talk to her about my dreams so it was just even more symbolic <laughs> that it was oh, her. oh absolutely so it, it was definitely absolutely. a sense of relief Mhm. Oh. Well, you know that's that's really interesting. Um, Pia and I have had, you know, we have we have spoken, you know, via email about our different perspectives, and and my perspective is not um, is interesting. I would say as as Pia's, uh, and I think it's just a reflection of our our own belief systems. Um, Though I have to say, in in reading much of what Tia has written and and working with her, I have great respect for her intuition. Um, and so, who knows? Maybe my perspective will change. Uh, but currently, I'm 
unfortunately, probably I am just more uh, more of kind of based in science when it comes to dreams. And uh, the reading that I do uh, has has kind of propelled me on a path that I believe visitation dreams, while real, I believe they are a function of our brain and that I believe every dream comes from our unconscious and the dreams reflect basically the way we are processing information as it comes in all forms, all of our senses, it processes it and it presents solutions, um, answers to problems. Visitation dreams are, are different to me than a normal dream. Uh, even though I do believe they come from from our deep unconscious, but they feel very different. For your listeners out there who have had visitation dreams, they are not like a normal dream. In fact, the ones that I have had, um, when you wake up, you say that was different. That wasn't a regular dream. And um, I have I have one. And I don't want to I don't want to interrupt the flow, but I do have one I'd like to share. Oh, go go right ahead. No um, problem. I I had two dreams. Um, my father was a huge influence in my life. Um, my father also had a very scientific point of view. Um, but what was interesting is the first dream I had after he passed. Um, is I, I came into a room and he was sitting in a chair and my mother was on his right. And I pretty much said, Dad, um, you're dead. And he said, yes, but um, I need to tell you about something that I, I was wrong about something, Susan. And I said, well, what were you wrong about? And he said, I was wrong about God. And when I say that, it's because my father was agnostic, and he would tell me that, you know, there's there's reality, there's no God, you depend on yourself. But he said, I was wrong. And I said, what do you mean? Is there a God? And then I woke up. I didn't get an answer to that. But that dream shook me up, and it made me, kind of like Tia, reassess my own viewpoints. And, in fact, it opened my mind more to my own spirituality. Though I'm still very firmly ensconced in science, it opened my mind. It was definitely an epiphany dream. I then had a dream probably six months after that. And this one, my father and I were on a park bench. I was sitting on his left uh, so I'm turning to him, and he says, Susan, um, I needed to tell you that I'm going to be moving on. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, they, and all he, he used was the word they, told me that um, I'm ready to go wherever I want to go. I'm moving on. And I remember we laughed, and I said, well, maybe you could go to Stillwater, which is a place he used to duck hunt. So maybe you could go to Stillwater and just fish all the time or hunt. And he laughed and he kind of like, yeah, that might be a good choice. And he said, but that means I'm not going to visit anymore because I'm moving on. That was a really heavy dream. 
and he has never visited in that form again. Now, whether that was my way of closure, maybe once again it was a message to keep my mind open, but once again it was a life-changing dream. And that's the essence, I believe, of visitation dreams is um, they usually address a question or a concern and they usually change our life in some way. It could be small, it could be big, as happened with Tia. Um, but it's almost as if they touch upon something of the divine within us. Depending on your belief system, it could be something within or outside of ourselves, depending on our philosophy. Yeah, that's powerful. And I, I do agree with you. There is a lot of science behind dreams and the whole process of dreaming, definitely. I mean, there we had to hit our REM cycle, you know, to even dream. So, I mean, there's exactly. so, so much information. <laughs> it really is open for interpretation. I mean, yeah, I, even what Judith said, you know, maybe that was a form of closure. That could have very well been, you know, for me, my form of closure. Like, okay, I can now move on from the death, so let me do something in return. I mean, this is my moving on point. Definitely, and I, I agree with you. You know, the, it, it answers a question or addresses a question, a concern, you know, and it, it is life-changing. I mean, the, it, it's just, it is mind-blowing, <laughs> you know, in a way. It's just, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely when you have one, you know you have one. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a lucid dream. I mean, it's not lucid, at least it wasn't for me. But when you wake up from a lucid dream, you know you've had a lucid dream. And uh, same, same with a visitation dream. Exactly, and it's funny just to because uh, I just remembered the dream I, I had last night, and I thought, oh, this would be great for the show. Um, uh-huh. I had a dream. Uh, I was walking down the street, and I saw two friends from grade school, two different grade schools. And uh, he wanted to keep in touch. I said, okay, let me give you my number. And for the life of me, I could not remember my phone number. And I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think about it, think about it. My brother's friend called me, and I accidentally hung up the phone on him. He called back and asked the phone, and it was my brother, actually. It came up as my brother's friend, but it was my brother. And I said, you know, Marcus, what's my phone number? And then he said, really, Tia, you don't know your phone number? And then I remembered it, and I gave it to my friend from grade school. Now, And I woke up thinking, what a mesh of a dream and then my little reality there, which is like, oh, I'm trying to give him my phone number, but it's a dream. <laughs> right, right. So oh. that, it's it's amazing because it, it leads me to the, the question, and we were just talking about that, like what is the significance of visitation dreams? And you touched a lot on it. And, and you know, there is, there's a lot written on on visitation dreams um, as far as how they make us feel, um, kind of their essence. And as I as I looked at that when I was um, you know doing some reading in preparation for the show, everything that they listed is exactly how I felt in my own visitation dreams. Uh, you know, they tend to be very, very vivid. Mm. Uh, And you know how you would have a normal dream, and for your listeners, they know about this. They seem um, out of sequence. 
there are distractions, uh, mm-hmm. scenes meld into other scenes. There's nothing that you can really hold on to. Uh, you know, they're they're really open to change. Visitation dreams are not like that. You are focused, and there is a beginning, and there is an end, and there is a question, and there is an answer, and there is an epiphany or, a, you know, a very strong feeling. And mm-hmm. I think that's where they really differ with regular dreams. And, and I'd be really interested to hear some of your your listeners' dreams, and if they felt the same, you know, that same sense of this is different. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, to to have, um, I mean, so, oh, this is different. I mean, right in there, just something. In, in, oh, we're cutting out a little uh, bit. Um, T, I couldn't hear you there. I've lost you a little bit. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Hi, Tia. Yes, this is Susan. Okay, Somehow yeah. um, the call just dropped off. <laughs> so, okay, there we go. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I'm that's just, better yeah. now. I, I couldn't hear you. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm not sure what I missed. Oh, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, what was the last thing? Oh, uh, yeah, I was saying that with um, with the visitation dreams, it's uh, it's as if something happened in our lives. It's almost like a little. I don't want to say rift, but it's just something significant that happened, and we can go either you know path A or path B. Like, how do we interpret that dream? How can we take you know what? That like everything, the colors, the symbols, all that, and and move forward. And I think this is where uh, dream, you know, dream time work really uh, comes in handy, where we can just, you know, take a step back, maybe even before we even get out of bed, <laughs> and really mm-hmm. think about this dream, and then you know, take your perspective or my perspective or a mesh of our perspectives, <laughs> and yes. really, you know, see what happens. Right, right. Well, and, you know, you bring up a good point. When someone has a dream of this type, it is really important to write it down just as soon as they have it, and they need to include everything you said, the setting, the characters, what was said, um, objects. uh, For instance, objects in your dream, the moons are highly significant and what I would call an archetypal symbol uh, or a universal symbol, which some people um, will will call them. These are symbols that we that come into all of our dreams, and um, so you write all that down, and then you you know sometimes your dreamers who have a visitation dream won't even feel they need to do that because they'll say, "I know what this was about. This was an answer to a question." That's how vivid and clear the dream was. Other times. 
someone might want to write it down and um, you know and do some research on their own. Uh, and of course, you know, I'd be remiss in saying that an, another avenue they can take is to go on to Dreams Cloud and log the dream in and have one of our um, highly trained re- reflectors. And we don't. We don't call it analysis or interpretation because no one can really interpret your dream but you. But we ask you good questions and kind of take you along a path to help you look at that dream. And there are also lots of resources on the the Dreams Cloud website where you can actually just put in visitation dreams. Um, and blogs will come up. Sometimes videos will come up that can that can help you. Oh, that's wonderful because um, I know a lot of people have, uh, you know, questions about, you know, where do I go, you know, who can I talk to, and, you know, the Dreams Cloud website is awesome for that. It's just right there, and that's wonderful. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, and what I what I you know, of course, I'm a part of it, but um, mm-hmm. every single one of the reflectors uh, has a um, a deep history in dream in dream work, and they all have different philosophies, just like you and I have, which is nice <laughs> because yeah. you're gonna you know you're gonna learn from all of them, and you will find a reflector or just a point of view that resonates with you if you go on. So, um, you know, I was uh, in my research too about visitation dreams. It's interesting because. Um, there's been a lot of research on on this type of dream and the characteristics they have, and um, there, there's one that uh, that I came across that said if you have to ask whether the visitation dream was really a visitation dream, then it was probably not a visitation dream. <laughs> That's how clear they are. Yeah, you, you know they're different. Um, it's not like oh, I wondered. No. And that's the part that as kind of from my point of view, the scientific point of view, I can't answer. Why? Why are those dreams so different than the than the regular dream? And that's where you have to keep an open mind because perhaps the reason is for the, the dreamer that it was really something outside of themselves. Mm, yes. Yes. Again, just mind-blowing. There are just so many factors involved with uh, dreaming and the visitation dream. And I agree with you. And, you know, the finding is you have to, you know, ask the question, and it's like, oh, it wasn't a visitation dream. And you know, now that I think about it, I never woke up questioning a visitation dream. That's really amazing. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, so-and-so was in my dream. Let me write this down. I can't wait to, you know, interpret this later on. Yeah, I, you know, that's that's some really good points there. I like that a lot. And I'm waiting for uh, Liz message me on Facebook. She wants to know where to send her questions. So I'm waiting for her to submit her question. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and, another aspect. Oh, go ahead, Tia. Oh, no, go go ahead, go ahead. Another aspect I was going to mention that's really common is the characters, and, and sometimes it can actually be an animal that will appear in your dream, uh, visitation dreams. It's not only people, but they rarely, rarely appear sick or injured. They rarely mm-hmm. are angry, um, um, 
disappointed in you, depressed, want to punish you. They Mm -hmm. normally are whole, complete, and perfect. They Mm -hmm. present their best self. And, And I remember with my father, his appearance was probably, I'm trying to think back, I'm going to guess he was probably around 50. And he looked healthy. Um, He had a huge smile. He was at peace. Um, And his mind was open in in the dream. So, you know, that's another aspect I think, you know, like we said, you know when you have one. But when, when that character, even if it's a, let's say it's a cat that you had, for a long, long time, and the cat appears, and the cat maybe died of leukemia. The cat's going to be healthy, the fur's going to be shiny, and you're going to get a really positive feeling from that cat or that horse or that dog or that gerbil, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Yeah, Every uh, the, the people <clears throat> or animals who appear is as if all the elements have left. There's, yeah, so... Yes. That's another sign that you have a visitation dream. They won't appear as they once were. And and you're absolutely right. When I had a dream of my grandmother, she was fine. You know, she looked healthy and mm-hmm. all. Okay, so Liz wrote, what would be the best way to work with the dream after having a visitation dream? Hmm. I like that question. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good question. Um, and I don't know about a best way. Um, the way that's going to resonate with you the most. Some people could visit uh, a site such as Dreams Cloud and write, the, you know, send the dream in and and get feedback from a reflector. Other people may that may not be what they want to do. They perhaps might want to write it down and look at the symbols and analyze it for themselves. Others may want to contact someone like yourself, Tia, that they trust, that they've established at least a, you know, a, 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 a trusty relationship with online and ask for some guidance, a best friend. There isn't really a best way. I think when you have one and you know you've had one, you will know what you need. Right. And it may be going to uh, a loved one and saying, you need to hear this. What do you think? Um, so, you know, it's a great question from Liz. I, I just don't know that there is a best way. Right. I, I agree. I think it's, um, I, I don't want to say trial and error because there isn't a wrong way. It's a lot of trials, you know, maybe uh, writing it down may, as you were just saying, may work well in, in the beginning, but maybe she'll go to Dreams Clouds, and, you know, and, and do it that way or, you know, contact me. Um, I love to tell people to create their own um, dream dictionary. So they're not really interpreting that dream or, you know, having a best way to, you know, work with that dream, but if they just take, you know, on a consistent basis you know, dreams and say, oh, okay, I dreamt of a cat. I dreamt of, you know, my father. I dreamt of, you know, this couch. And then they can write how they felt and all that, you know, 
other, you know, however they defined it, then they can take that information. So when they do have a visitation dream, they can kind of compare and contrast. Oh, okay, well, when I talked to my father, it usually has to do with this, 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 based on what I last wrote for this definition. Mm-hmm. So I would, mm-hmm. I would, you know, also throw in there, uh, create a, a dream dictionary. And and, and it's just like anything else, there there are, I have I have two dream dictionaries, dream books, and, you know, or, so mm-hmm. Don't get hanged up on, you know, because a white flower, you know, in one dictionary is innocence and another dictionary is forgiveness. It's just all about, you know, again, how, just as you were saying, Susan, how do you feel at that moment? How does it make you feel? It's, it's just really about um, your, your gut instinct and, you know, what the, the origin of your, your dream time um, knowledge comes from and, you know, pile that on with, you know, your experiences and so forth. And, and, you know, that's that's so true. And I think we, we touched on this in our last, um, the last time I was on your show, that you're so wise not to get hung up on dream dictionaries. Um, they, can be, they can be a guide. They can open up your mind. But it's so important to remember that a moon to you in your dream, while a universal meaning may have to do with intuition, um, it may mean something else to somebody else. So that's where creating mm-hmm. your own dream dictionary, and over time you will know what that symbol means for you. Mm-hmm. Because you exactly. Will, you know, you may have to have ten dreams with that symbol, and then you start to say, what you're doing is you're developing a language and, and getting back to the brain. The brain cannot communicate with you in a normal um, left-brained type of way in a dream. It has to use symbols. And right. those symbols, and that's just common to dreams. It's, it's going to use symbols, and those symbols are going to communicate based on your own personal dream language. Um, but once again, going back to visitation, they're unlike any other dream, and you may not even need an interpretation of, you know, by yourself, you may just say, yep. Uh, though, I would say, I would, I, one, one caveat would be that normally they answer a question or they solve mm-hmm. a problem in a big way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, take, going back to that word epiphany, you often have an epiphany. It often, as, it, as with you, Kia, you may, there may be a fork in the road because of that dream. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, before I get on, what I was going to say, Liz wrote, uh, yes, thank you. And as Susan said, these dreams did have a different feel to them, and they've never come across negative. Uh, she also writes, often very comforting and help calm worries about the one who crossed over or felt comforted by them when I was going through tough times, et cetera. Yeah, it, it's uh, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's really, that's great that she talked about the comfort because that mm-hmm. that is another universal feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's that, that sense of... Um, yeah, I'm safe. I'm comfortable. It's it's interesting because even though my grandmother passed away and my pop pop and other people who showed up in my dream, I never feel like, oh my gosh, no, no, you're you're here. This is really nice. I'm this okay. Good. Exactly. Exactly. 
But well, I wonder um, if any of your listeners have any that they want to share with us. Let's see. Um, we're going to chat room here. We do have a guest in the chat room. Oh, you know, I just mentioned. So yeah, if I uh, guess. 329 if you have any questions you can go ahead and write out there and i i received text messages and twitter messages in the past so and <laughs> on facebook so i i know because i know liz real where can she submit her questions so you don't have to call in some people you know they're like oh no she's gonna know my voice <laughs> right, <okay>. right. <laughs> so you can you can call in it's it's funny because i i tell people sometimes interesting i'll go to uh like a friend's party or something like that and they'll say oh i listen to your radio show it's really nice you know but i'm thinking it's okay like you can you can <laughs> you can ask me a question so right. um and, you know, you bring you bring up a really good question, Tia, because I think in the past sometimes people were reluctant to talk about their dreams. Um, maybe they thought they were the only person who had dreams of that type, or maybe they thought they would be laughed at. Um, but I think we're we're entering, uh, for many reasons, um, a time in our world where we're realizing that dreams are not just um, debris that we're downloading during the night, but that some of the research that I've done, and, and one of the books that, that I'm actually reading for the second time is called The Spiritual Doorway in the Brain. Hmm. And it's written by a neurologist, and what, what uh, Kevin Nelson, MD, says is that dreams, they're necessary for our survival and they're necessary for us to thrive. And they are common to many mammals. Uh, of course, we know dogs and cats have dreams. We've seen them twitch and my dog barks and mm-hmm. tries to get that squirrel he's trying to get all day long. And And one of the reasons that research, researchers say we have dreams, and of course this is a little different from visitation, but it's still in, in the same realm, is we need to take in information and plan and problem solve in order to meet the next day successfully. And that's what our brains do with dreams. They take the information in, they look at what problem we may have to face, they may mm-hmm. ask us to rehearse a problem, mm-hmm or a solution, and it's necessary for our survival. Mm-hmm. They've actually helped us plan and survive. So they're not silly. There are many universal symbols. And even scientists that used to say dreams are just waste, they have now changed their view. Right. And famous scientists have changed their view about dreams. And, and you're not seeing people come out and say, dreams are, are meaningless. We don't need them. So for your listeners, there's much more acceptance about the fact that they are important and they're worth talking about. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's okay to talk about your dreams. And um, even if... Uh, there's a slight, you know, where we're like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's it's okay. You can definitely. Um, th- there's even been times where people um, personal message me in the chat room. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about dreams just really helps you um, unfold a lot of things. And just as Susan was saying, you know, 
even in our waking life, which is um, how I, I help people, you know, you get to see certain uh, patterns, and that's actually what I was going to talk about as as well. When you notice different patterns in your dreams, and not not all of them, sometimes you might get a few dreams that seem as if they're unrelated, but they really are. And uh, what I notice with the, the especially the recent visitation dreams I've been having, it's people are trying to catch up with me. I had another dream where a guy said, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to catch up with you. I'll connect with you on Facebook. So there, I, I'm starting to notice that there are people who want to connect with me. So maybe, you know, for other people, it's, you know, that comfort feeling needed to, you know, move on past the loss of a loved one. Or maybe uh, they may get um, – visitations to help them along maybe they want to go back to school or something like that so they're getting these um you're going to notice these patterns of what's going on so you know in my case maybe there's people who want to connect but they just have to find (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah so you know start to definitely um notice that and liz is trying to get into the chat room um yeah, Liz, maybe if, because um, I know I, I just wrote this out, maybe if you copy that link and post it in your, um, that, I guess, search browser and it pop up, then you should be able to connect in the chat room. Yeah. So I, I think that's um, those uh, discovering um, what that visitation dream is all about. Like, you know, you're not questioning that is a visitation dream it's an epiphany, you know, it's something that is truly different. There's, like, something mind-blowing that just happened. Um, it's going to address a concern or a question. And, and and that's really true. I didn't think of it so much as that way in, in the past. I just thought, oh, okay, this is something that I have to do, not realizing that, hey, maybe, you know, it's a question or concern being answered. So that was really awesome. Uh, and it is definitely life-changing. I don't think um, – uh, any like visitation dream is just something that just you know happens or is meaningless, as you were just saying. There's definitely a lot of value in um, dreams, but especially when we have something that's uh, dealing with uh, a, a visitation. There is a, and you know, I think sometimes people, when they've lost a loved one, and it could be years could go by, and that loved one perhaps was um, a source of wisdom for them. It was somebody they went to for answers. And they may come across um, an obstacle in their life, and they want to reach out to that loved one and say, help me. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. in my view, in order to do that, I believe it's coming from my own brain and that it's coming from... um, Every conversation and source and bit of wisdom that that say let's say my father gave me, and if I need guidance, I can go to bed and say I need to have a visit from my father and I need to ask him a question. And if I concentrate on that, I will eventually get that answer. Once again, in my view, it's coming from my brain. However. Mm-hmm. In other view, different philosophies, they may actually ask for that visit from that loved one. That loved one, according to a lot of anecdotal um, information, may or may not come. 
depending on. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And again, this is in your realm more, Tia, than mine, but the philosophy is that they may feel this is not the time for me to come. But you can try to ask for a visit, uh, and I've done it, and it works. Yeah, you you definitely brought up a, an excellent point. Um, yeah, we can ask, you know, from a, a spiritual standpoint, we can, you know, ask, you know, uncle so-and-so, you know, and he, he might, you know, say, no, now is not the time, or no, I don't want to, you know, because uh, just from a spiritual standpoint, uh, a lot of people's um, personalities don't change, right? They, You know, they keep their personality. But um, even uh, from, you know, a, a, the other perspective of it, a lot of it is coming from your mind, your brain, because we are processing um, a lot of things, what's going on. We, we are working with our subconscious. You know, we are processing, creating this dream to a certain extent. And, you know, through our brains, this is how we figure out, you know, the colors that are associated with us. You know, this is how you figure out the environment of the dream. Are you in the city? Are you in the country? Are you in outer space? Like, where are you? This is all that is, you know, associated with, with our brain, our, our our process, you know, what's what's going on. So, yeah, definitely it's, it's very twofold. And, yeah, our the the wiring of our brain may come up, an archetype of our uncle, so maybe we won't see our uncle, but maybe it may be, I don't know, his favorite baseball player. Like, oh, you know, Uncle Joe loves, you know. <laughs> really important you said that, yes. That, that's really important that they don't always present in the way that clearly. And so that can be very confusing. Uh, for, for instance, what you said about, you know, let's say that um, let's say that that I am grieving my dog, and perhaps what will come up is a dog I had before, or um, playing with a ball, throwing a ball but not seeing how the ball gets back to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those dreams are a little, you know, a little difficult to look at. And in the dreams themselves, even my own dreams, and I, I work with people's dreams, um, you know, I've worked with thousands of dreams. I can have a dream and say, what, what is this? I, I have no idea. And then I can share it with one of my friends who does dream work, and, and it'll become crystal clear, uh, along with uh, the characters that you mentioned, um, you know, and people can ask questions that can lead you to, oh my gosh, that was not, that was not just about playing ball. That was about my dog, mm-hmm. and and how we used we used to do that. And um, so that's a really important point you made. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, and and animals really do play a, a big role. So even if you don't have any pets, like I absolutely love dogs. And if you talk to, you know, any one of my friends, they'll, they'll roll their eyes and say, Oh my gosh, yes, you should see Tia when she sees a dog. It's <laughs> ridiculous. But like, even if you don't have a, you know, a pet, it can be, you know, an animal that represents something. So, you know, with dogs, I think loyalty, cats, I think, you know, independent and, you know, birds are flying. So, you know, there's, there are a lot of, um, things involved here and I want to get to a text message. I'm laughing here because uh hold on, let me let me pull it back up. So 
my friend texted me and he said, well, you, you already answered one of his questions because he wanted to know how can he have a visitation dream. And, and okay. then he writes, um, how do you, meaning me and, and you, Susan, uh, have your visitation dreams and is there anything else I can do to uh, increase my chances of visitation dream? Well, <laughs> for me, I actually, not that I can remember, go into a dream asking for, you know, to see my grandmother or pop-pop or cousin, they end up being in my dream <laughs> more uh-huh. so than, than me asking. But um, so I don't actually prepare for a visitation dream. But uh, what I do prepare for are um, dreams about the future. Like I, I may, I have um, dry, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, um, flowers, the um, I forget what you call, it, but the, like the herbs that you can put out there, and I put it around my pillow, and and I would meditate on having a, a guidance dream or a dream about the future. So I don't mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. do uh, preparation for a, a visitation dream. But you're asking for a guidance dream, and mm-hmm. and I think that's a wonderful way to do it. If uh, for for this listener, I, I would say yes, your way is perfect. That you focus on. I need guidance in this specific area. And in that, the person who you associate with guidance in that area may pop in to Mm. Mm. you. Another way is, and this is how I have lucid dreams, is I spend five minutes a day, maybe five times a day, saying tonight I will know that I'm dreaming and the listener could say tonight I would like to be able to see you know another and discuss whatever they want to discuss and if you do that and and you have to be patient (laughs) if you do Mm -hmm. it day after day after day Mm -hmm. something will come to you again Tia like you said it may not be in the form you realize it could be that if that listener wants to see his mother, could come in the form of his grandmother or his aunt um, or somebody that in waking life reminds him of his mother. Mm-hmm. But something will happen because you're training your brain to give you the answer that you want. Um, so those are two really great ways. A general, I need guidance to, um, I need, I need to to get wisdom or guidance from a specific person. Yeah, uh, and w- what I uh, do is um, say it's, uh, you know, the night of the full moon or plus or minus a couple of days because you still get the energy of the full moon. I like to, um, just to increase my, my dream time work, I like to uh, take a, a shower, but with the intention of I'm washing away, you know, uh, um, psychic debris, you know, any negative emotion that I may have picked up throughout the day and not realizing, you know, maybe someone, you know, uh, bumped in, into me, didn't say excuse me, or someone, you know, cut somebody off while driving, or, you know, th- there's something like that, or maybe someone still caught, you know, whatever, those little minor annoyances mm-hmm. that happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you don't Absolutely. let it go. So, you know, do that. It's, it's, some people call it a water ceremony or water ritual or, you know, just kind of a, you know, cleansing, however you want to call it. But, you know, just, you know, take a shower with the intention of, you know, all this 
negativity, the psychic debris is being washed down the drain, which is perfect because you can't get it back as opposed to just like just dropping it, like, oh, I can pick it up. So, you know, with, with this is I'm washing it down the drain, you know, and you can add, uh, what is it, eucalyptus, apparently that the smell of that activates different um, feelings and emotions. So you can really get into um, a, a ritual even before you go to bed. And it's simple enough that you can do it daily, but if you want to make it special, you know, you can do it, you know, once, you know, a month or the full moon or whatever you want to do. Yep. And, and I think the full moon, um, and again, you know, my my perspective, but I think there are changes in, in energy caused by the full moon. And so I do think there are times when, I mean, you know, the ancient planting by the moon, uh, there are certain, um, uh, you know, basic natural reasons why things work better depending on the cycle of the moon. So... I, I understand that, and I think that's a really wonderful technique that you're talking about. Uh, you know, you brought up something, Tia. Do we have time for one quick little addition? Oh, yeah, we have uh, seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you mentioned uh, fragrance, eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we haven't touched on is um, fragrance in dreams and sometimes fragrance in visitation dreams. And as you were talking, I remembered, both my parents have passed away, but my mother had a visitation dream when I was caring for her in her last days of my father. He came to her, and he came to her with the scent of gardenia. Mm. And gardenia was her favorite fragrance, and it was one she associated with my father. Mm. So sometimes those visitation dreams go beyond a conversation or objects, and they can involve touch, you know, the tactile, the olfactory, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. certainly visual. Um, you often can hear music, maybe mm-hmm. a favorite song. Those are all signs that this dream is very special. Mm. Oh yeah, that's and and w- when you actually went into um, talking about the the last days of, of your mother and sent it actually reminded me I, this isn't a dream I was sitting at uh, my dining room table and uh, my my papa took my grandmother's death real hard and he went missing for a little while and one night I smelled his cologne as if he was standing right next to me. I mean, it was so strong. Like, if I, like, closed my eyes, you know, I was like, oh, pop, pop, and I knew that he had passed. I, I just knew. So, um, oh, wow. yes, scents are really strong, and actually we can make a whole other episode. We should. You know, the senses <laughs> of dreams, and that, that's so true. Yes, that's, that's amazing. I forgot about that. Oh, just got another text here. Oh, I meant me put in the right code. <laughs> oh, okay, he's he's gonna do the water ritual tonight, so I I have to keep you uh up to date with that one. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's funny. Yeah, but um, yeah, sense and yeah, that's you know I forgot all about that, but yes, that's very very important. Um, especially like uh, my grandmother used to bake 
spread. So, you know, I, I can only imagine what some of the scents are for other people, maybe a pie oh, or, yes. you know. Yeah, so that's that's really uh, important. There are just, again, so many things, so many factors involved with dreams. And it, it's just really a, a process of how we want to, to look at them. And even when I write down my dreams, I, I go back and, and read, you know, what I wrote. And still, I think, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is this. And another point here is... Um, to even if you have a dream, say in January, and then you have a completely different dream, say in July, but you go back, you you, you remember something from the dream in, in January. You you may notice that there is some relation there that maybe a pattern is picking up. And again, just as Susan was saying, don't let time or you know uh, other things like like that. Um, uh, disrupt your thought process because in in, in dreams one there is no time <laughs> it's not as right. you know so you know as as you're going through all this just know that between january and july you may have to experience certain things you know uh, uh stop certain things and so forth and then you have another dream which would be part two you know the sequel and and you know and you can carry on from there whether you want to go you know path A or path B, whether it is a visitation dream or not. So that's something to consider. And once again, you'll know it if you have it. Oh. <laughs> there, there's not going to be any questions. So. Certainly, yes. Oh, yes, no doubt about it. And that's a really good indicator because, you know, people uh, do ask, how do I know if I had a dream? You know, how do I, you know, how, how, how? And and that's, that's a great point, Susan. You know, there is no... Uh, that there isn't a um a, a doubt in your mind, you know. You just you just no. want to just understand the dream. So that's really uh yeah, that's a really good point there. But also to realize that even if you don't have that, oh, okay, I know for sure. Even if it was was it or wasn't it, there's it's still val valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the others just have a different sense. And, and once again, I, I wish I had the answer from my point of view as to why, and that's why I try to keep an open mind like I think my father warned me to in his visitation dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, a, a lot does come from, you know, the, the mind, the brain. Uh, it, it, our, we, we use certain amounts of, of our brain and then, you know, a lot is sub subconscious, so that comes out during our dreams, so it, it makes perfect sense, you know. <laughs> At least in my opinion, so I definitely understand your perspective. Me too, and when you think about everything that enters your sight and your hearing and your nose, you know, every tactile, every sense you have, uh, every second of every day, and it's stored. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you think about that with your dreams, what a wealth of information they are. Oh, yes, they are. So the little lady on Blog Talk Radio says I have <laughs> nine seconds. So <laughs> thank you again, Susan, for coming on the show. Thank you for the, the questions and the listeners. And uh, this radio show, as all of them, are recorded. You can uh, find me on iTunes Podcast or you can just download here from Blog Talk Radio. Um, again, if you um, are in the Philadelphia area, I am doing upcoming book signings. For more information, you can subscribe to my newsletter just by going to my website, com. So, again, Susan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, T, and congratulations on your book. Thank you so much. 
Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.